The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Coming to you live from the Lee Company studio here on a West 7th in cool Columbia, Tennessee. Also, the former office of Dan James. <laughs> right here in the front room. There we go. There we go. Hey. Chris Yao, Mo Patton. And the illustrious potentate, <laughs> Michael Isle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I left my boots at home now. Let's be careful here. <laughs> Where's your fez? <laughs> Where is your fez? I, I couldn't do it with the headphones, guys. You know, you know, it's, it, it only fits Good a certain answer. way. Good you answer. Know. Good answer. Wow. <laughs> hey, before we get into the guest of honor on this segment, want to mention um, during the rundown, Surprise, surprise, we had some inaccurate information. Um, the, the it t- wasn't inaccurate. It just, you said the winners were going to play the winners and the losers are going to play the losers. Well, we but I, but I said that they started yesterday. And we they, didn't know that there weren't any winners or losers. Or losers, yet. yeah. <laughs> um, the TCCAA Region 7 baseball and softball tournaments up at Volunteer State did not start yesterday due to inclement weather they will start today at vol state on the baseball side motlow and dyersburg will play at one followed by columbia state and walters at four in softball action walters and volunteer state will play at one followed by dyersburg state and chattanooga state at four so hopefully we will have some results on that tomorrow weather permitting Weather permitting, and it appears that the weather has finally at least stopped spitting rain. Yeah, it may not be the most comfortable to play in or watch, but they'll be able to play. Exactly. So that's all that matters. Now, now on to the guest of honor. The guest of honor on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We have the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, and I guess that's at least somewhat his title. Chip, what is your official title at MTSU? Uh, I think you had it. I, I, I'm, uh, that would be it. So that's, yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I, that's, yeah, that's the extent of what I do over there that's right the, now. That's the, that's what's in your email, <laughs> by, in your email uh, signature line then. Gotcha. We were, yes. just, we were just wondering because, I mean. Let me, let me bring it, let me put a finer point on this. 
Is that the title that you have been given, or is that a title you gave yourself at MTSU? Well, that that is that that's a that's probably a really good question. <laughs> I, think, I think if you, I think if you look in my contract, it will it will say something much less romantic, I guess, probably. <laughs> uh, so, you know, kind of the, you know, from when Dick Palmer passing it down and although he still claims, you know, a piece of that with uh, with Lady Raider uh, action and baseball. So, uh, I, you know, you can call me whatever except late for supper. There we go. Fine. There we go. And, um, but, uh, but uh, I heard the the uh, the two words illustrious potentate. <laughs> it got so, your attention, uh, didn't it? Like Coy, get your Harley off the high dive. There we go. So, you get that big Harley up there on the high dive, Coy. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh me. Look, it's it, it's it's been a uh, an interesting um, break between ten o'clock and ten o five. That's all I'm going to say. A lot can happen in five minutes. <laughs> that's it's true. Yeah. Um. Tough trip to um to Hattiesburg. Well, yeah, and and now get here's here's the, the part that's even um more unbelievable is that um, I mean, and middle goes down and gets swept at Southern Miss, and again lose two one run games in the process, um, which that's what four or five one run games over the last two weekends that they came up short, but they're in, mired in, a, in an eight-game conference losing streak, but find themselves in exactly the same spot they were in the standings before the weekend started. <laughs> so, so despite getting swept, they didn't lose any ground. Did not lose any ground uh, when you are uh, at the – Hang on here, I'll find it. Had it pulled up the uh, the conference standings, top eight go. I mean, and again, it's weird. They they play divisions, but your divisional record is your overall conference record. So they then collate everything back together, and it's the top eight records that will go to the tournament. And right now, middle at ten seventeen and one would be the eighth seed uh, just ahead of Rice and FIU, who both have nine wins on the year. FIU will be here this weekend, so Middle can put some distance between them and FIU. And also, by, if they can, by winning, if they can win, will maintain distance between themselves and Rice. But uh, right now, if it was to start this week, your top seed would be Charlotte at 22 and six. Uh, Southern Miss has now passed Louisiana Tech by a half game and lead the West. They are 20 and seven. You have uh, 19 and six on winning percentage. Old Dominion would be your three seed. Tech would be your four seed at 19 and seven. And then FAU would be five at 16 and 12. Western would be six at 14 and 14. UTSA would be seven at 13 and 14. And middle would be eight at 10, 17 and one. Here's the good so, thing. 
as far as keeping distance between you guys and Rice, Rice has to play a four-game series with Charlotte <laughs> this weekend. So they get the top seeded. <laughs> 49ers coming in that's right and you know and, and you know for for middle over the last two weekends you know when you think okay they played two top 25 teams in the last two weekends one at home one on the road yeah you didn't win you know they didn't play awful uh against against in any game really uh just bats could not get going their, their starting pitching was still fairly decent you know, you, you held them to enough runs, in particular in a two-to-one extra inning game where all the runs were scored by the international tiebreaker. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where where you, you, you get your, you know, get your fanny beat, and but you look back at it and say, you know, gosh, if you just done a little bit offensively, then you could have, you know, gotten some sort of splits out of the last two weekends. But that's where it is, and you're down to the final weekend of the regular season. And then middle would have – that'll be FIU at home this week, and then you have one road game at Murray the following – a week from tomorrow. And then and right now that's it because Wright State was supposed to be coming down in two weeks. Well, they've canceled because of – COVID testing protocols and whatever. But, uh, and I know Toman is looking around trying to maybe piece together uh, another weekend, at least a couple of games, like on um, maybe Friday, Thursday, Friday, or Friday, Saturday before they, you know, you know, as long as they are heading to the tournament to uh, maybe put some young, get some young pitchers a chance to, 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 to pitch and things like that you know, kind of work on some depth because you do want to get some rest if you're going down there because you're going to have to go the long way to get it done. And that's just kind of where it is right now. And and, and you just need to, you know, you need to come home, win at least two, if not three this weekend and leave no doubt uh, going into the conference tournament. Get yourself, lock yourself in a spot and take some pressure off of you before, you know, the end of the weekend. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters. Chip, as you mentioned, um, three of these eight losses that MTSU has sustained are by a run, and one is by two runs. And and to your point, haven't really been able to match up offense and pitching, uh, starting with that 9-7 loss to, um, to La Tech back on April 30th. When you've scored runs, you've – Given up more. I mean, the one nothing loss in the first game of that doubleheader that following Saturday. Um, again, the two one loss that you mentioned on Friday, and and then um, five five. I'm sorry, a nine five loss in the finale yesterday. Uh, it's just you know peanut butter no jelly that kind of thing. I mean, you've just not been able to have both on the same day, and I would imagine. As you said, the the opposition's had as much to do with that as anything. Yeah, that's that's right. And uh, but right now, you know, you, you just look at okay, where are you today? And right, and today you are where you want to be in the tournament. And uh, but you just have to take care of a little bit more business to make sure you're locked in there. And and as everybody knows, once you get into that bracket and get things going, then you know, crazy things happen. Softball bracket is complete uh, after the weekend and middle ended up as the number five seed in the tournament. They will open up play 
Wednesday. Uh, that tournament's in Bowling Green, and they mm. will play UTSA at noon. That'll be the first game of the tournament, noon on Wednesday. And if they win, they play uh, – again, Here, how about this for luck of the draw? You get to play the home team. Uh, you get to play Western at, at, at 5 o'clock uh, in a second game on Wednesday. So, and then if you keep if you win that, uh, you can keep if you can keep yourself out of the losers bracket, then you uh, you end up you would have to play the, the home team, and then you would have to play the top seed, North Texas, who got it. Uh, they and UAB got a double bye into uh, into the to the actually the third round. So, but that's all set up. Jeff Breeden's team won two and had one rain-shortened game where they were leading over the weekend. They did have senior day, and uh, and uh, so they're playing pretty good right now. They beat FIU uh, two out of three uh, and were on their way to winning three out of four. Sounds pretty solid. Yeah, yep. I, I mean, five seed. Of course, UTSA leads the series 6-3 over the Lady Raiders, but – doesn't matter. It's all tournament. Tournament time now. Yeah. Oh, I tell you the the other thing I was going to mention. Uh, talk about the unbelievable stat with Southern Miss. Since both have been in Conference USA, you know how many wins Middle has against Southern Miss in baseball? One. Hmm. In all those games that they've played over the last what now nine years, ten years. So it's crazy. But that is that's, that, that's where it is. Tennis. No. Uh, Oh, go ahead. Here's what's crazy is this Conference USA softball bracket, because I just called <laughs> it up. It's, it's amazing the lengths that they go to to give buys. So middle goes in as the number five seed. They open against the number eight, which, okay. Uh, Louisiana Tech is six. They open against the number seven seed, Marshall. As you said, Chip, the four, the five eight winner plays number four Western. The six seven winner plays number three Charlotte, and then you've got North Texas and UAB as the top two seeds with the double bye. It's it's, it's it, like the old Big East basketball tournament. It's like how complicated can we make this? I know. I mean, it's one thing if if you want to if, if you want to screw up a tournament. Put the coaches in charge of the schedule. Hey, here's the here's the thing. Is, <laughs> no, this is the weirdest thing. Is once you get to the to the uh, quarterfinals, it becomes double helium. Yeah, I think the first round on Wednesday, if I'm correct, the first two are single elimination. One one and done. Okay. The first two rounds so, are one and done, and then once you get to the one the 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 semifinals, once you get down to the final four, yeah, is when it becomes double helium. Oh, good lord! Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a whole ordeal. Yeah, how about that? But wow. um, anyway, <laughs> well, alrighty uh, then. <laughs> yeah, uh, mentioned tennis. Uh, they they went to uh, Ole, to Ole Miss for the Oxford Regional. Lost to Tulane. Lost that doubles point early, which you know we've talked you know a lot how that's been a key mm-hmm. for them winning all year long. And in a match that took three and a half hours. Uh, lost to Tulane, so their season comes to an end after winning their uh, back-to-back conference championships and getting into that bracket, into the NCAA bracket again. And and uh, so I know Jimmy Borndame will, he'll, uh, you know, that, that's the next thing is to make that next 
jump and, uh, and, and, and win that next round and, uh, you know, move it on past. But then you've got, uh, golf who, uh, it's been a really good spring for middle in, in the, in the spring sports and golf is heading to, uh, Stillwater to play at Oklahoma state. Uh, and they're, Explain so that. that. Explain this to me, because how in the world, the, how are they the 13 seed in this regional? Ah, uh, you got my, you got me. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't get that. As good as they've been, four and, consecutive and, trips. And yeah, this? and yeah, I don't get. I mean, <sighs> and, I, and I and I would imagine that probably uh, seeding teams in a golf tournament probably means less than any other seating you could ever have because you're not necessarily you're playing against everybody uh because you because uh, you want to get in that whatever that top number is to move on but uh but it it you know i i, I was you know ex- they wanted to go mark mcintyre the head coach he wanted to go to uh stillwater and play on that golf course because it's yeah it's extremely tough and and middle has played its best golf this year on the tougher golf courses. So he got what he wanted there. But again, I'm like, you. I was, I was really stunned when I, you know, when the, when I saw the 13 seed come up because that, you know, that that's just, uh, somebody didn't do their homework is what happened <laughs> there. It looks like to me. That would never happen. Yeah. I, I so. just, it, it blew me away too. I thought that can't be right. Wait, what? <laughs> But hey, I know behind Little Rock and College of Charleston, both. Yep. <laughs> Which uh, those? I mean, Little Rock's been good for a long time, sure. and in Charleston as well. But, but you know, it just blew me away. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, Nick McDevitt and his crew have been uh, busy over the weekend too. I don't know if you saw the update there. They. They signed two more players, so they have now signed four uh, here, and and they also have a. I, I think since we last spoke, uh, they have uh, probably have signed three officially, and added an assistant coach to the mix. Um, Turner Battle, who uh, had been, he's been an assist, he was an assistant last year at East Tennessee under Jason Shea. Uh, and had previously been at Chattanooga and or UAB right before that in Chattanooga uh, uh, with with uh, he was with uh, our own assistant Wes Long on uh, on that staff and uh, but he he is coming as uh, and he's a alum of Buffalo and he's in their Hall of Fame as a player. Wow! But uh, they uh, signed. Uh, Isaiah Turner, uh, Juco from Odessa in Texas, um, and who had a who averaged uh, ten a game and was one of their leading scorers and only played seventeen minutes a game. Uh, they also got a prep player, uh, and I have I will have to get his uh, name correct. I think it's Tfal Leonard. He is six seven wing, three star prospect. Ranked uh, the number one eleven player in the country, uh, played uh, prep ball this last year, um, and so he he uh, he is from Texas originally, 
but uh, he he is uh, kind of in that Nick McDevitt uh, template. He likes those. He would have a whole team of six, seven to six, nine guys if he could because he likes guys who are very versatile. And also Middle gets a grad transfer, Cameron Johnson, who has uh, played the last uh, four years with Stephen F. Austin. And he is a 6'4", 215-pound, just uh, thick, rock-solid, tough guard. Uh, and he averaged 15 points a game and shot 53% from the field, right at 38% from the three-point th- uh, three, uh, three line. So he, he's, a, he's a guy that brings a lot of experience. And um, he's actually played the last two years at uh, Stephen F. Austin. He went to a JUCO prior to that. But but uh, that that roster coming together uh, kind of nicely right now. Sounds like Nick McDevitt's been spending a lot of time out in Texas. <laughs> well, somebody has, somebody has, and that's uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of folks out there and a lot of players. So yeah, uh, go I, get them. And it, yeah, you get a couple of really experienced guys with Johnson and uh, and and uh, and the JUCO player from uh, Odessa, and uh, and then you then you wanted to mix in, you know, the couple of high school guys, which he he's doing. And um, so I think he he may sign one more, but uh, right now that is uh, that that's where things stand. Well, certainly needed some help, and that's all I'm going to say. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, no question. Yeah, you got you you can't be where you are. You got to you got to get better from where they've been the last couple of years. No and, question. Uh, and, and and finally get and maybe get a little luck going your way. That that has. I was going to say is, the next good break. He gets will, will be, be the first. first one. Yeah, I mean that, and that's true. You know, it. it you say that, and you, you sit here and go, "It's not from a lack of trying." I mean, he's he's gone out and signed some pretty heavy hitters the last couple of years, and they just haven't worked out. And sometimes, again, that's one thing we talk about with the transfer portal. It gets, it, you know, it, it can take a lot of time for a team to jail, and then of course you don't have preseason practice last year over the summer. It's just a whole ordeal with COVID. So. But hopefully this year will be a little bit different for McDevitt and his his team. Well, I think you know everybody wants to wants to be able to play with the same um, out of the same deck of cards, sure. and 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 that's the way that the way that their COVID issues fell along with you know you lose Dontrell Schuler, you mm-hmm. lose Donovan Sims, you know that those all of those things the way that they all fell. You know, if you said, "Okay, what is the worst timing we could have for these things to happen?" Well, that's when it happened, and because uh, sometimes you can, you know, you can, you know, ride out an injury if it happens, and still have, you know, the the depth to get it. But it just didn't happen that way last year. So, you know, hopefully, uh, I think he's pretty happy with with what he has signed. So, you know, want to now the next thing is, you know, see those results. On the floor, and by the way, last week we talked about uh, football, and we had our final uh, final spring sports show with with Stock and and the two coordinators. Uh, if you, and if, you, if anybody wants to go back and check that out, Stock was had some really good comments. Both coordinators were terrific, talking about their plans uh, for the fall, and and, uh, and you know, kind of got into the roster and depth chart a little bit. But at the end of the show, Stock. Uh, Kind of, I kind of led him down a path talking about 
the the effects and in particular the the unintended consequences of the transfer portal. And uh, he talked about that, what it's going to mean for summer camps coming up here very soon and all that. So if you go to the uh, Blue Raider Athletics Facebook page or the Blue Raider Athletics YouTube channel, uh, that last week's show is on there and and uh, it, it, it might be worth a few minutes. So give it, give it a watch. Yep. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. We really appreciate it. And we, we're f- glad to get you back on Monday. That's all I'm saying. You make our well, Mondays better. Well, you're, you're very kind to say <laughs> that. But uh, but uh, I will be in the dimple tomorrow. Hey, so uh, I will be in the dimple all afternoon tomorrow. So, you know, if you see me, honk. And I'll uh, – and uh, we'll, we'll chat. You buying lunch? <laughs> I am for somebody. Oh. So <laughs> – not us, I take <laughs> With that, Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, and we're cutting his mic since he's not buying lunch. Chip, appreciate you. See you, boys. All righty. Oh, that's going to do it for the first segment of the day, and we appreciate Chip, as always, on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We will be right back, and when we come back, we'll talk baseball, plenty of it, Braves, Padres, Sounds, UT, Vandy. We got baseball galore coming up on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint chris yeah mo Patton, the illustrious potentate coach mike on the on the controls that's just gonna be the, that's that's the, i can say it seems dope. like i just got stuck yeah, with it. yeah you got stuck with that one i hate it for you hope you get your fez tomorrow don't do it without your fizz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A lot of baseball to talk about. Super, super weekend uh, for, I guess, pretty much everybody in the area. I mean, for change. literally everyone. Uh, we'll start by talking about the the local hero, Ryan Weathers, getting the dub. Makes him two and one now, right? Yeah, two and one on with the a year. save and a save. And that, that just ERA, goes to show and, how and, and still a sub one ERA, sub one ERA. 
his sub one whip. whip. I mean, kid is just absolutely dominating right now. In short stints, Woody. He went three innings went to get the win. And that's what that's what they're doing. I don't know why, but it's working. So if it ain't broke, there you go. I mean, you c- go. congrats to him on, on getting the dub. Um, he, he's only going to get better, I think. Kid is just he, – he's showing so much promise. I just can't wait until they, you know, fully turn him loose. Give him – yeah, give him that opportunity. Um, Also local heroes, Chris McElvain, big for – the doors over the weekend as well. Yeah, two shutout innings in relief of Patrick Riley, who apparently just needed to not start on Sundays to really get into his groove. Um, seven really impressive innings in Vanderbilt's win over Alabama on Saturday, which gave them a sweep of the series once yesterday's game only got one inning in before the before the rain. So, um Big win for the Commodores, especially considering that um, Jack Leiter did not start. Um, Coach's decision to hold him out this weekend um, after after Vanderbilt had lost in each of his last three Saturday starts going back to um, the Mississippi State Series, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they lost to Miss, was it Mississippi State then Tennessee or was it Tennessee then Mississippi State? At any rate, they lost both those Saturday games and then they lost last weekend down at Florida on Saturday. So I don't know if he took all three of those losses or not, but he started each of those three Saturdays and they lost. I don't think he was the loser in all three. Okay, um, but um, but that's you mentioned that Sunday rainout kind of messed some things up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Threw some wrenches in the pot. Well, especially since um, Tennessee with, with Loretto's Blake Tidwell picked up the win up at Como yesterday. So they won that series, and they are a half a game up. They're a game up in the winner's, in the winners column, winning column. They are 17-7. and seven. Vanderbilt is 16-7 and seven with that rain out from yesterday. And... I'm not sure where Arkansas and Mississippi State are. Seventeen and seven, Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State, sixteen and eight. So Arkansas and Tennessee tied for the top. Now they play each other, and they do play each other. So Vanderbilt does not play Arkansas, and they have already won the Tennessee series. So, so I guess it just matters. Um, I mean, they're obviously not going to make that game up. No, so no, it's just going to be. Winning percentage. Winning percentage from here out. So, and I guess it'll just be a case of who who plays who the rest of the way. Um, I know Vanderbilt finishes with Kentucky. Well, Tennessee's got Arkansas, and then they've got uh, 25th-ranked South Carolina. Uh, Arkansas is at home, so they'll play at Lindsey Nelson. <laughs> the other Lindsey Nelson. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they will go to South Carolina, who is 12-12. and 12. On the year, Vanderbilt uh, has Ole Miss remaining and Kentucky. They will travel to Oxford to take on 18th-ranked Ole Miss, and then they get Kentucky at home. So uh, Kentucky not very good. That's that's a that's a winnable it should be a winning a winnable series. That Vanderbilt Ole Miss series will be one to keep an eye on for a number of reasons. One of which is um, former 
Columbia State pitcher Brandon Johnson is part of that Ole Miss staff. Mm. I've not checked in on him to see what his season has been like this year, but um, they had some pretty high hopes for him when they brought him in. And it's my understanding that last fall he lived up to most, if not all, of those. So, Well, Arkansas was certainly um, – they, they've got a tough one as they, they take on, obviously, Tennessee, of course, and then they get Florida. <laughs> That's a tough way to end your season. Yeah. But you're the number one seed, so or number one team. Yeah. <sighs> I'm, I'm not sure, you know, once it gets to the SEC tournament, how much seeding means or if seeding means anything. I mean – because that that top four in particular, who are the top four in the you, country? You, yeah, in D one baseball, you feel like clearly anybody can beat anybody. So, yeah, it's going to be wild. I I will say this, and I, I think I've said it before. It's pretty cool to see Tennessee in that mix. It is. It's about time. Yeah, and um, you know, hats off to. Tony Vitello and that coaching staff up there for being able to elevate that program in such a short period of time back to national prominence. And, you know, maybe they can be one of those SEC teams that we see in Omaha here in about six weeks or so. That would be nice. I just want to go to Hoover. I've been wanting to go to Hoover for a while and to Omaha for even longer. I'm, we may we may just have to ditch out. I mean, we can do the show in Hoover. It's not a problem. It's really not an issue. Oh. And, I mean, we got a place to stay. Well, there we go. 30 minutes out of town. It's not that far. That's not far. I used to drive it every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we may have to start putting those wheels in motion. That's literally why my mother bought a house with two extra bedrooms. <laughs> so, thanks, mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, um, all right, let's talk about what we really want to talk about. <laughs> and because Mo is wearing all his gear today, and I have, learned, hey, I have to pick my spots. Man. Listen, I learned that I'm not every time I wear my Braves hat. We we stink the next time we play. Uh, so I didn't wear it today, <laughs> uh, despite the 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 big wins on Saturday and Sunday. A extra inning win, which first uh, is that the first one we've had this year? Oh yeah. Uh, on well, Saturday, I, I don't think they had had a hit in, in extra, extra innings before Saturday. That wouldn't surprise me. And and then the game that I had conceded. Yesterday, because it's like, okay, Nola's going. We're not going to have Acuna. Well, I was wrong twice, as it turned out, because we did have Acuna, despite the events of Saturday night. And that's what I kind of I think we need to talk about this here. At this oh, point, at, at this point, let me ask you guys a question. We Ronald Acuna has been hit. Is it twenty two times in his career? Twenty two times in his career. I'm not sure of that number. It's, I was shocked that it's only three. He's only been hit three times this year. It feels like more. But. The pitch before the pitch he got hit on Saturday, I thought grazed his jersey. 
apparently the game plan is to pitch him inside so that he doesn't get a chance to extend. Sure. And that's a fine game plan. If you're pitching inside. Inside does not mean hitting. In the box. Yeah. Inside means <laughs> on the block. Inside on the, the river. Yeah. yeah. As they would call it in softball. Mm-hmm. Not in the box. But you see what I wrote here. Mm -hmm. Acuna hit again. Who's the italics real culprit behind this? I think the real culprit behind this is Brian Snitker and the Atlanta Braves pitching staff. Well, Noah drilled. And I didn't see that. But I didn't get to watch a whole lot of last night's game because I was – Hanging out with my parents. Happy Mother's Day. Enoa drilled. JT Real Muto. The real culprit. Think about this. When this all started, who was the catcher in Miami? What has Ronald Acuna done to JT Real Muto to tick him off so bad that he wants to hit, have his pitchers hit Ronald Acuna every time he comes up? Who is the real culprit? The one thing that is the constant between Philadelphia and Miami and Miami is JT Real Muto. That's that's an interesting thought and one that I had never thought of, but my thing is this. And and I I I, I am back and forth yesterday with um our friend Dewan Brazelton. Mm-hmm. And he said every time Ronald Acuna gets hit, somebody should get hit. And I don't know if I would necessarily go that far, but I would trust him as a former major league pitcher. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like the Braves pitching staff has been derelict in their duties. I don't disagree. And I I don't know why. I don't know if Snitker has told them not to. I don't know if Snitker has made them uncomfortable. Not. You know, maybe Saturday night wasn't the time to do it. But, I mean, I think I think your teammates have to feel like you have their back. And I don't know why Ronald Acuna would feel like his have his. Nothing in the last three seasons says that anybody in Atlanta has Ronald Acuna's back. I mean, they've been, they've not come out of the dugout. They've been they 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 were quite vocal about his quote lack of hustle. Mm-hmm. They've been incredibly silent about this particular situation and about you know not just getting hit, but pitches up and in on him. I mean, and he's clearly and MVP be damned. He's clearly the best player on that roster. It's I mean, I, I don't understand what the problem is. I know his stance has his hands over the over the, the chalk. That's fine. But that's an awfully small area. To be able to hit. To be able to hit. I, and, and I don't I don't know that it's, you know, maybe it's not intentional. Maybe he's not being thrown at. He's still getting hit. And, and that's the problem. Whether, he's, whether it's intentional or not, 
a message to me needs to be sent. I don't care how he's getting hit. I don't care why he's getting hit. He's getting hit, and you're going to stop. I'd throw a slider about belt high on the inside corner and hope it breaks real hard. Cup check. I, I just I just feel like I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, you protect your best player. And if and and if somebody continuously hitting him every time he gets hit and nothing gets done about it it sets up the next one to me because we can pitch him this way what what are they going to do about it what are you going to do my problem you know? is that where Ronnie's getting hit is always the hands it's always his hands mm-hmm. and we're drilling people in the buttocks where you can literally get shot and still run Ask me how I know. I'm gonna take your word for it, but I Boy, mean, Gump could. So, <laughs> so, so could Ezekiel in training day. I'm just saying. So we're okay. It's 99, but it's in the butt, so it it barely hurts. It, it's gonna leave a bruise, but, but that's but about be it. All right. But I mean, anyway, and I don't know that I necessarily want to take anybody out from a. Miss game standpoint, I just want people to know, hey, you're not going to throw it. You're not going to hit our guy because you're already saying, well, we're not throwing at him. You're not going to hit our guy and and walk away. I just uh, and I would feel I would feel bad as a teammate if something weren't being done. I don't know. I look. I get that you hit a guy and you put him on base. That's. I mean, that's that's a. It's a base runner. I get that. And I don't know how there's any other, but I don't know any other way to combat the issue. Okay, don't hit him. Knock somebody down. Spin somebody's helmet. Right. You know, just do do something. Do something Something. to show that guy you're in his corner. Well, Enoa did. So let's give him that. Let's let let's give a Noah credit because we need to give a Noah credit for a, a lot. lot. He is the only <laughs> He was one for two yesterday. The only player since nineteen sixteen, Babe Ruth, to go four games with sub two ERA and a one point three slugging percentage. Enoah and Babe Ruth, huh? Enoah. I say, that's, that's, Ruth. Some, that's some pretty tall pretty tall company right there. Well, he was kind of short, but yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> wow. Boy, y'all are really working on me today. <laughs> oh, no. That's not fair. Hey, but he's got the buttons over there. Hey, the luster's we, potentate. Okay, so before we get out of this segment, two things. The Braves are off today. They start a three-game series tomorrow against the visiting Blue Jays of Toronto, Dunedin, wherever they're playing. That's a 6-20 start at Truist Park. That game will not be heard on our sister station, 103.7 FM. Instead, you will hear Columbia American Little League with Lou Maddox. Now, um, this day in Braves history, on May 10th, 1967, I sense a theme here. There's a lot of these in this day in Braves history. Braves outfielder Hank Aaron hits an inside-the-park homer off future Hall of Fame right-hander and Kentucky Senator, I believe, Jim Bunning, 
in the team's 4-3 loss to the Phillies at Connie Mack Stadium. The eighth-inning round tripper will be hammering Hank's only homer of his 755 career total that does not clear the fence. That's fun, though. It gets lost. The The totality of his game really gets lost. He could run a little Duke bit. Go. Yeah. He it, loved triples. Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I just think the totality of his game gets lost with the big number of home runs and the stat that will. He wasn't Barry Bonds. Well, he was, that, he was early Barry Bonds, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, he was pre-Barry Bonds. Yeah. The stat that will never not amaze me is if you took away all 755 of his home runs, he'd still have more than 3,000 career hits. Yeah. It's wild, man. All right, we got to take a break. We got just a few minutes here. We need to go to it. We got sounds, preds, and some other stuff coming up real quick on the other side. Hey, folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, coming to you live from the Lee Company studio. I'm Chris Yell, joined as always by Mo Patton, and we've got Coach Mike giving us the five five minutes. We only got we only got five minutes, so let's get right into it. What do you say? Well, let's stay on the baseball topic real quick, because the, the Nashville Sounds um, lost the first two games of their season, and then decided that, hey, maybe we should try to win some of these, and they did, three in a row. <laughs> Two of them were seven-inning affairs, but that's okay. Friday night doubleheader that they swept and then um, got a win in nine on Saturday. Yesterday's game was rained out, so they will be coming back to First Horizon Park on a three-game winning streak, getting set to take on the cross-state rivals Memphis Redbirds. That's a six thirty-five first pitch tomorrow night again at First Horizon Park, and um, we were fortunate enough to be able to visit with Jeff Hem, the voice of the sounds, last Friday. Hope to do so again this coming Friday. And listen up for uh, go back and listen to that on our podcast. You can find the link on sm-tnsports dot com. Hey, um, Jace Peterson. In rehab stint action for for Nashville, making a making some some headway. That's the cool thing about this level of the minor leagues, in particular, is that um you may see some guys that you've seen before. Luis Castro goes yard. 
for Nashville. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. That's what it is. I mean, that's the cool thing about AAA. Mm-hmm. We're kind of looking forward to that possibility. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, also, on a Saturday night, huge, huge win for the Nashville Predators as they clinch a playoff berth with a 3-1 win over the Carolina Hurricanes. It was the first time that they've won over the Canes this season. And uh, really impressed by the performance of Nashville because Carolina did not pull any punches. They went 100% hard, and Nashville just beat them. So now we play them again tonight and in the first round of the playoffs. I say, <laughs> we basically, just, basically just set, set themselves going. up to keep playing them for a while. Just keep playing. <laughs> Groundhog day, huh? So. Just keep waking up and playing the Hurricanes. That was a big one. Yeah. And finally, last thing to talk about, uh, Henry Toto has made his decision on where he will play next year in college football, and that is in Tuscaloosa, as we mentioned earlier. Ouch. Look, I mean, he clearly wanted to play in that kind of system. That's why he came to Jeremy Pruitt. And... Here, I mean, he, that's where he wants to be. He he wanted, he wasn't good enough out of high school to play at Alabama. I don't think, I don't know that he's good enough right now to play at Alabama, but he thinks he is. His dad thinks he is, and apparently Nick Saban thinks he's somewhat good enough because Probably we man. gave him a scholarship. So there you, go. there you go. You know, somebody don't want to be here. Do you really want him? Deuces. Do what you got to do. Right. Do what's best for you, kids. I don't. I mean, you're, you're trying to you're trying to get to the NFL. I'm not mad at yeah, you. You ain't got but one shot. Go go do it. Uh, I'm not gonna be mad, but I'm also not gonna be rooting for you either. Uh, <laughs> so uh, tomorrow we'll be back, same bat time, same bat channel, right here on WKOM and Facebook Live. We'll have our full slate of Facebook Live uh, tomorrow. And we will be on WZYX, the Eagle, down in Franklin County. So, appreciate you guys listening in and sticking with us through this Monday. Uh, Podcast will be up at some point this afternoon. It may be 4 o'clock. I don't know. Uh, For for Maurice Patton and Coach Mike, the illustrious potentate, I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia.